We're going. We're we're doing it. We're, we're doing really it. doing it. We're really doing it. Is this a fun appointment, folks? Well, th- we're this is a this is episode three hundred one. This, this is, is an addendum. This is the Thanksgiving special because we're giving thanks for all our great listeners out there who um, are shut ins, are wards of the state. Uh. You know the people that listen to this show, shut-ins, wards of the state, seemingly yeah. dangerous loners, weapons grade incels, <laughs> weapons grade incels, <laughs> tactical John's, John's finest moment, <laughs> weapons grade. Uh, I just said one that you kind of stepped on, but I'll say it again: tactical retards. <laughs> I can't name the show that, but the show Tacti- should be named that tactical TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that what you're supposed to call? Uh, we can we can start <laughs> tactical saying, TikToks. Well, these I mean these are our people. These are the 200 or so people that listen to us sometimes every week, and they might not have a family. Chances are they don't have a family to go spend Thanksgiving with. Well, they and have, if they're being responsible, they shouldn't do it anyway because there's a pandemic. <laughs> well, they might have a family, but their family does not like them. True, there. Just like my family. My mom likes me. Everybody else is on the fence. Got to be honest. <laughs> my brother's like, I mean, I've known him a while. He's kind of mad because I weigh about as much as he does now. And is it, Does he really? Uh, he's about 230-ish. Yeah. So he's really salty over it? No, he's he kind of felt like it was a competition when I got below like 350. He's like, what's going on here? And Because <laughs> he's he's 6'4". He should weigh 230. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... He should weigh about 250. He's... Uh, he's... Because uh, he works with his hands, he's a uh, uh, works with his hands a lot. He's muscular ish. He's getting there. Well, he's but he also likes to. Drink. If I were gonna if I were gonna describe him in a book like a description, a sketch of it, when you throw a sketch out, somebody say you want him to have a general idea. Mm-hmm. I would say he's slender like a sword or like a whip. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what his nickname is at work? What Slatch? It doesn't mean anything, but it perfectly describes him. I, yeah. Slatch isn't doesn't okay. it sound like something? It does. <laughs> yeah, he's getting uh, a little salty that uh, I'm catching up to him. So I've heard he's been uh, dieting. He went to the woods in the woods this week for the first time. In, not this week, two weeks ago, first time in 15 years and killed a deer out of nowhere. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Like I didn't get a chance to get him to save the uh, organ meat for me. But You're going to eat the organ meat? I will eat the organ meat. I will eat the heart. Why? I will eat the liver because it's really good for you. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I will eat the kidneys. I will eat the eyes. I will. Eat, I won't eat the brain. The eyes. Yeah. You'll eat the eyes too. No, I just made that part up. But okay. the rest I of it, hope. I will eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat the liver and the heart. And uh, uh, I've heard kidneys are good. I've heard lungs are good. Um, it's all. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Ancient human beings would eat would eat everything. Oh yeah, they'd eat nose to tail. They'd go. They'd go full full bore. I mean, uh. You want to bring us in with a song? Yes. Fuck yeah, this dude. Is, uh, this was on the Hunger Games Catching Fire soundtrack. Fuck yeah. This is called Silhouettes of Monsters That's and Men. That's a modern reference. Who's this? Of Monsters and Men. Right on. I'm finally at peace, but it feels wrong. Ooh, Marching Snare. I like Marching Snare. I've been curious to watch these movies. They're good. I like the book. They're not for us. My right. But they're fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's them. a Harry Potter contemporary. Yeah. And you 
I like the the four on the floor bass drum here to build up. See, if I was writing this song, I would go back down right here. I don't know if I can't remember if they do or not. It's new. It's a new song for me. But that's also probably why I'm not. I don't have any hit songs. You know it's luck as much as anything. I do like a marching snare. They took. I think they took your advice. They brought it back down. They did. They brought no, it back they're down. Gonna, they're gonna swell again. This it's is waves, man. It's this waves. is a really good song. Yeah. Like it's one of those songs I I put the ear, earbuds in and listen to it in the dark, like laying down, because it's one of those type of songs. See, they start the second verse off with the uh, the bass going mm-hmm. the entire time, but they kind of drop out all the more dramatic. But they bring in the I hear the electric guitar in my left ear with a little bit of tremolo on yeah. it. Now here they come. Getting ever ever breathier in their in their singing. Yeah. Hear that piano? It's just hitting the same notes over and over. Right. I like that kind of shit. I like this a lot. This is it's one of those things just caught me. Songs for me are, are of two varieties. It'll catch me a little bit at first, and then I'll listen to it again and again and again until I really like it, uh-huh. or it'll catch me right off the bat. If it doesn't do either one of those two things, I will not listen to it, which is weird. I can't make myself like something. I used to do that because I wanted to be cool, and I made myself like things that I initially didn't like. So, <coughs> If I did that, some of my favorite albums of all time I wouldn't have listened to past the second. What I do? Yeah. You like Pearl Jam's No Code? My first listen was like, that's really weird. And then as time went on, it, it's my favorite out Pearl Jam album, I think. Well, there was this a punk group that I looked up called the Lippies because they had a song and it kind of caught me. It was on my on my list. And I was like, that's a that's a kind of a, a nice opening, and then it was got and it's really good. She got kind of a her voice is untrained and it's not on tune, but it works for it. It's like Lou Reed shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Lou Reed cannot sing. But that makes his music amazing. Yeah. You know? um, he can sing in his style. Yes, exactly. That's what that was. And I sent it to John Will Shatter, and he loves it. Like, that's, he looked up their entire catalog. He said, I love this. I've never, he I've never got heard of this. Tattoo. Did he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, John Will Shatter. I think his real last name, I don't, I don't want to mention his real last name. Maybe he doesn't want to be associated with this. I don't blame him. I think his real last name is Titties. See, I like this build-up. There's the end. I like it. It's a good song. Let me play you a little bit of that so you know what I'm talking about. I'm 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 down to hear what I play a little of that punk song. It's called The Lippies Walking on Fences. And, I'm walking on fences. And they have, since my card got taken away and, and my uh, my account has lapsed, they've started taking away music from me. But this, this is not bastard. one of the songs. Nice, good punk opening that... 
great fucking song, man. It's a great fucking song. I think her voice is good. I mean, it is, but it's... What she did is what John Lennon used to do. She put it out of her a little bit at the top of her range. Gotcha. So she so, so has, cracks a little so bit. So she has to break it a little bit to get there, you know? Right. Which I like. Like the uh, lead singer for... I, I really need to learn the name of the girls from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, because I don't know any of their names. Julie. <laughs> I'll call her Jill because Jill from Jim looks exactly like the singer from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I mean, it is a favorable comparison because they're both pretty. But... Um, she has a really growly, you know, but she can, she can really carry a tune. They can all three sing. They can harmonize really well. The girl from uh, The Last Gang, you didn't even know that was a, a girl. No, I did not. <laughs> that's how growly and deep she is. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. So this band is from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Of all oh, places. that's terrible. What a terrible place to be from. <laughs> Especially if you're a punk man. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is What are this? we railing against? <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> What do you really get? The Costco? That's my. I don't know. Uh, but what are the people in Southern California railing against? Well, the, really think about that. Well, that's pop punk. That's surfer. That's like Blink One Eighty Two. You know, I'm that's sure there's pop punk. I'm sure there's SoCal punk is one. different. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, SoCal punk includes No Effects, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, The Last Gang. You know. Um, well, there's very active cops in Southern California, so there's that. They yeah. could be they could be reeling really <laughs> against them. <laughs> well, and they're they're definitely not uh, not vague about what they think about things. Like the uh, very girl powery back up back up is, which is good though. I like that. You know, the video is like I said, it it brought me to tears because it's just the way my daughter is. Because you're a gay. You're so gay, dude. You sound like a gay. <laughs> you sound like a gay, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> that was wicked awesome. That's a little aside for somebody who's listening. So. Oh, somebody listens that would enjoy a, a Boston reference? Yes. I'm going to pack the card, Harvard Yard. That's <laughs> She d- she's, hey, do you she's, like- she's known to do the finger guns. Do you, she's do, known to do the finger guns. Do you guns. like apples? <laughs> Hey, well, like I got a number. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> he slaps the number against the yeah. against the window. No, it's what uh, your cousin from Boston. It's all those fucking ads for Sam Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married five times. Six of you can't meet Julie. Hey, Julie. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say what everybody thinking today. You look hot, smoking. What is that from? <laughs> it's Sam Adams. It's Sam Adams commercial where he's the he's fake, going to the wedding. The fake Sam or the real Sam? Oh Sam no, Adams. you've never seen that. I'll show you that ad. God damn, that ad is fucking amazing. I saw the fake Sam Adams with Bill Burr and uh, no, no, no. This is, a, this, is an actual, <laughs> this is an actual fucking ad. Um, Sam Adams kind of does it right. Like you don't get annoyed with their commercials. Like remember no, your commercials in the eighties? Absolutely, and 90s? they absolutely are aware of. Um, here we go. Yeah, boys, been there, done that twice. Your cousin <laughs> from Boston. Three times, if you count Chrissy. Chrissy's right there. Huh? Oh, Chrissy. Yeah, no. why? <laughs> Fair enough. Sharon, I'm just gonna say what everyone here is thinking. You look smoking. Smoke right, Mikey? Don't you know what smoke I'm talking show. about. You guys used to date. <laughs> they had to close the pool for like an hour. Where you want me? Yeah? Okay. You're the artist. Uh, steak chow chow. Medium well, please. 
<laughs> I brought a date named Sam, Boston Lager. Dig in. Yes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Well, anyway, I mean, it's... is a balance. Oh, okay. Like Bali and Hops. And it's over too soon. Oh. Right, Chrissy? <laughs> He's there's a bunch of them. Like one of them, he's uh, he's playing basketball and he's like, and it's backyard basketball. He's trash talking and he's he's like elbowing people with shit. I mean, I wonder. They're so New York and Boston, all these places are so close. And they don't really share a culture. I mean, they share a, a little bit, but New Yorkers have a definite culture. You know what I mean? They, the city does like the yes. upstate. Like, I'm not talking about is, upstate. It's just like West Virginia, baby. Pretty and much. Pretty much everywhere that isn't a city is just like here. Yeah, and that's what you realize. Like you see, um, people like in Michigan, mm-hmm. and you're like, that looks like almost everybody I know. Like that's not in Detroit, you know, or. Pennsylvania, in between yeah, but Pittsburgh the cultures, the cultures are wi- are wildly different. Oh yeah, um, Appalachian culture is the best culture that I've ever experienced. We may be poor and we have our our shit, but we also we help each other. Like I don't give a fuck if you have a political disagreement or anything like that. If something happens to Jim down the street, you're going to go help him because oh, that's just what we do. I'm talking about if, if you happen upon it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I don't know anybody who wouldn't. You remember that one morning we were on our way to the gym and there was a tree in the middle of the yeah, road, we so we stopped a, and we picked, picked it up and moved it out of the road. Yes. It was four thirty in the morning. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I guess we need to move this tree out of the road so people can go to work. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Turn on the flashers and fucking <laughs> took picked up a fucking giant tree out of the road. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, people up north will not help each other. They no. They, they 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 are selfish. Even family, family just like well, you you put yourself in this mess. I guess you're just fucked, aren't you? I mean that's that's kind of what they're like, man. And I'm not saying they don't love each other. I, I I don't imply that everybody loves each other pretty much equal. We're all human, but I think that here. Family is so tight knit, and that extends to your friends. You know, it's there's nothing I wouldn't do to help you guys. I mean, within reason. I need five thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I'm talking about if I had it. <laughs> which, I need five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do about that. Um, knock, knock up of a couple of zeros over there. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just uh, I've experienced cultures. I've Ohio was the worst. Yeah, Ohio is the worst. It's They're just, the worst white people. It's the is. worst place that there is on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, a lot of funny people do come out of Ohio, though. I think that's a because their lives are so shitty <laughs> that they can form observations. Um, I will say that the family I worked for in Ohio at the sports hut in Bellevue were great people. Like they were, they were tough and they were that stoic Midwest thing, but they were, had great hearts and they were great people and they took care of me and I worked there for a long time and I really liked it. But a lot of the other people, man, I just did not like, and they didn't like me and you know, can't blame them for that. Cause I am me. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're unbelievably unlikable. Sure. Yeah. You know, Abrasive. I get it. There's a smell. Okay. <laughs> That's plenty. <laughs> You're like Deadpool. That'll do. <laughs> haunting. <laughs> you are haunting. You look like an avocado. Fucked an older, uglier avocado. <laughs> you look like a topical 
topographical map of the. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> there were so many good ones. T.J. Miller. He's a funny fucking guy. Is not going to be in the new movie. Probably not. They are. Some, they are going to kill him off screen. So it said. He's had some some uh, sexual some, stuff come up. Mm, yeah, but also like he called in like a bomb threat on a train. <laughs> Why did he do that? Because he's a crazy person. Like nothing's ever come of it so far, but he is he's a crazy per like most of these comedians are just on the edge. But he's over. He's sometimes he is, sometimes he's not. Mm. Everything's a bit to this guy. Everything's funny, you know? And sometimes he takes it too far. He called it a bomb threat because he said he legitimately thought somebody had a bomb on a train. But it was just somebody that was annoying him, I think. I'm not sure. But he's he's a wild dude. All all of all of these comedians are, are they're just like musicians. They're all just teetering on the fucking edge. Sure, I mean you're creative. I mean I'm creative, and I have my deals with madness. You know what I mean? It. I gotta tell you the reason I wrote today. I was super depressed. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I sat down and just start hammering it out. That's probably what you should do. And do you did you feel better when you when you did that? Yeah. I mean it was, um, but I really enjoyed it. Like the. Uh, the Dragonlance thing is really uh, is really picking back up, and again, I don't care. This is not going to sell because a they've moved. They did a, a history for this place that I've already written about. That that place is in Dungeon, is in Dragonlance. The place I described, I did not make that up. My descriptions are good. But, yeah, I liked it. Um, I mean, you got an idea that it's just this wasteland with yeah, you're skating around glass like volcanic glass, and then the gla- gra- gra- glass gets ground up through, and it's and it's yeah, and it's, it's, a, and it's abrasive. Like it'll it'll flay to the bone if you if there's giant sandstorms. Yeah, you made it seem like if if you even took your protective gear off, you were fucked. Absolutely. I mean, you can breathe, but you should. If, if a storm <laughs> if a storm picks up, you're fucked. So uh, the people, I'm getting. I started to describe the the costumes. They mold their stuff in different ways to look like different things. Like the uncle molded his into like a. A demon baby face Like cause that's his One of them you need to make a Like a big Van Vader helmet Remember <laughs> yeah. Big Van Vader's helmet That he wore Yes It would do smoke And stuff Well they What I, I'm trying to You know Figure out where I'm going with it And um, It's a Man The the fact they never wrote In this con It is amazing Cause there's so much Cool shit in it Like I remember I had the book Like the It's a Like one of these Kind of Except much thicker And it had all these Different races And all this stuff There's a a place that's like Mongolia, and the humans are like Mongols and different tribes of nomads. It's weird how people from Mongolia are Mongols. <laughs> They're Mongolians. Um, and then, <laughs> Get away, but then the coolest Mongolians. thing about it is, is that the uh, the elves from that place are like that too. Like they they ride horses and they do you know they're like crazy horsemen, all kinds of shit. Um, how many horsemen? Well, more than four. More than four? <laughs> huh. So there's a potential for five, six, eight, seven, even eight horsemen. <laughs> yes. Or more. What's your favorite incarnation of the four horsemen? Uh, do you have to ask? The original? Yes. So no, the, not the original. Not the original. Okay. The classic lineup. The original is not the classic lineup. So we're talking about Rick. Yes. Arn. Tully. Tully. Oli. Oli. I like it. Well, yeah. that was the original, I'm pretty sure. No, uh, Gene was in the Four Horsemen original. No, he was not. Was he not? I don't believe so. Hmm. Very interesting. He was in the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Okay. With, I, I can tell Oli. you, I can also tell you though, that my least favorite incarnation of the of the Four Horsemen. Well, the Mongo? Is the one with the Road Warriors in it. 
Ooh. The Road Warriors are not meant to be in the four horsemen. They should be on their own. They should never team up with anybody. Exactly. Like, unless it's a specific, Then they're taking orders from somebody. Unless it's a specific special circumstance. Right. Like whenever they teamed up with Dusty right. against the, the Russians. The six-man tag. Yeah. Yeah. You team up with Dusty because du- everybody loves Dusty. Who sure. doesn't like Dusty except for those mean bastards in the four horsemen? Well, and... <laughs> And the, and the people whose jobs he's trying to save in the factories. Yeah, because everybody knows that the American economy hinges on the American Dream Dusty Roads. Having the U.S. title. <laughs> that hard Tom's promo is 15 minutes long. and the, It goes the, nowhere. And I but it's so it. good. It is good. There's nothing bad about it. Dusty had so much fucking charisma. Like... Rick Flair had charisma. It was a very dark charisma because he's a villain and all that stuff. And Dusty had that thing where everybody was pulling for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like when Vince McMahon was trying to ruin Dusty, I don't care what anybody says, where he made him put on the polka dot shit and all that stuff, he was trying to ruin him because Vince McMahon is a complete a cocksucker. I can't stand him. But Dusty, I think, knew that too. Of course, Dusty knew. Dusty is a really smart guy. You can't bury Dusty. And he's like, ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to own this fucking shit. And indeed, he fucking, fucking did. Um, he had Miss Sapphire. All that, yeah, Miss Sapphire. Well, what he he saw Dusty was getting over with it, so he decided to throw him a fat black chick. And guess what? He got Miss Sapphire over, baby. She was over like crazy. Everybody loved Miss Sapphire. <laughs> Everybody loved Dusty. You can't bury Dusty. Exactly. Same thing with uh, Dustin. They threw that gold dust gimmick at him. Did, did they try to break him with that? Not really. It's just like he saw like they came up with an idea for a character and said, "Hey, Dustin, why don't you try this?" And Dustin took it and ran with it, and it worked. Gold dust was awesome. It was crazy. Very odd character. Yeah, it was uh, like weirdly sexual. Some like, yeah. sometimes and like. But and, then they had that one that was in the, the uh, in the uh, ECW, the Blue Meanie, which was like a. Like an homage to it or something, and, well, that they, was, and then they teamed up. And the blue meanie was like a. Uh, it was well, the blue. The blue meanies were in the yellow submarine yes, cartoon, mm-hmm. and uh, he just started kind of stealing gimmicks from everywhere. That was his gimmick was stealing gimmicks. So he that's was, actually kind of brilliant. He'd be the blue guy, and he would do a Razor Ramon for a little while. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. and Stevie Richards would be the Kevin Nash to his. Okay, and it was just meant to be hilarious, and it it worked. They're like that dude still. Makes money on the road at independent shows. It's like Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal was really good. That, dude's, he, that dude's still awesome. Yeah, he he could do flair. He could do a, a an, an eerily good fucking Macho Man. Yeah, I mean, it was unreal how good he was. He did it like the mannerisms and everything. Yes, I, I'm talking about when he when him and Ric Flair would have the woo off. Yeah, that was fucking great. <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm actually punch, gonna look that punch up. That up. <laughs> Lethal Ric Flair impression. This is kind of long, but hopefully it goes well. There's the Bill Bill Burr Sam Adams. I used to get so excited when I'd hear this music because I knew Ric Flair was coming out and I was going to get to hate him for a little bit. I was going to when I'm. I'm still considering if I do my uh, when I do my uh, posing routine for uh, bodybuilding show that I'm going to do that music. 2001. Yeah, hell yeah. But everybody's used it. But I want to do it in a. I'm going to do it in a funny Ric Flair homage way. Like I'm going to do the spin and all that stuff. Yeah. Look at Rick. Nature Boy's not going to be happy about this. Oh, Mike Tanay on the call. Jay Lethal. Faction. 
<laughs> Jay Lethal, also a very good wrestler. Yes. Woo! Did I hear? That's good. That punk right there say anything about the four? Jesus Christ, men? that's good. That's very good. The greatest group of men to ever grace God's green. He has practiced that so much. He's probably been practicing since he's a baby in 1985. Because as far as I'm concerned, it looks like the horsemen were here. They took a dump in the ring and they left that. (laughs) Wow. I'll go up there and I'll break your neck right now, Punk. Who the hell is that? the privilege uh, to it's be not even so much that he sounds like him but he has the cadence parties yeah kissing the girls he's, and he's got the motions too yeah with the horsemen you guys as far as I'm concerned are no horsemen that is disrespectful to me and this wrestling business he's a skilled mimic he's a really skilled mimic <laughs> on the wall who is the fairest of them all why'd you nature boy not that piss at Jay Lethal hey <laughs> that's right what? <laughs> who throws a shoe you can let's see your Rolex let's see what you got you come on all your come on away, come on you want to see something? Yeah. Let me show you something. I want to see it. My has got one shoe on, you by the way. You want to see it? Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah. Watch this. That's <laughs> 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 uh, fucking great. Yeah. Uh, wrestling is so dumb. It is. I love it, though. I think I've fallen out of watching it. Like I've just well, been watching the paper. It's not lately. worth watching anymore, really. I mean, it's I don't know, man. That's the thing when it's re- when it's good. It's great. It's one of the best forms of entertainment in the yeah. world. But when it's bad, it can still be good if you got somebody to make fun of it with. Sure, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, <laughs> that's why me and Andy are so good at the uh, commentary, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why some of the guys don't like it. <laughs> I like that some of the famous guys got upset. Then what are you going to do? What are they going to do? Was beat me up? Just incredible. Got upset. I uh, know. I don't know that he did or not. I didn't. Um, I haven't heard back whether he's listened or watched it yet. So, and I don't care what Just Incredible thinks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't like it, go. Don't like it on your own time. Don't right. tell me about it, bud. Well, I'm, I don't. I never thought you'd care. <laughs> but I'm everybody, just... everybody else thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys saying about Just Incredible? I, uh, I don't even remember. I, I do remember there was a guy named um, Marshall Law, who was like his um, his gimmick is pro America guy. Yeah, and Marshall Law is one of the most anti American things I can think of. But yeah. he, he went to body drop a guy, and the guy jumped before and got over before Marshall Law even touched him to do the back body drop, and. I just screamed out, oh, big back body drop by martial law. He didn't even touch him. It's just the power of America. (laughs) 
I'm trying to think of jokes I would have told at Just Incredibles' expense. I mean, he, I'm just incredulous at how bad of shape he's in. I mean, he looked like a he looked like a big midget. He was not in shape in any way. Wasn't shape he in really good shape? At one he point? was at one point. Yeah. He was in tremendous shape. But I mean, he's in his mid to late forties by now. Mm-hmm. I get it. And he's struggled with drugs and everything. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, that's bad. But how am I not supposed to mention it? You know. So what I what I said I, I think me me either me or Andy said Justin Credible looks as good as he, as he's ever looked here tonight like, something like that <laughs> almost got in a fight with fans in the like a real fight he did yeah like a real fight. there's a couple a couple of uh, mainly challenged people in the audience that take it way too seriously yes. and like he was doing the heel thing talking yeah. shit to him as he should right and they one of them grabbed a chair and was coming after him and like moose had to like get him set down like that's not the guy you want to piss off in this entire building you want to piss off everybody before you piss off moose well sure and you can't piss off moose no. so he was very nice and just hey man <laughs> moose could take any one of those wrestlers in the ring and tie them into a fucking pretzel yes, yes he could no matter no matter who it was at least at least any one of those yes like if Dan Severn or uh, well, I mean that's Kurt a, Angle. That's a different matter. Those are different, but yeah. I mean, you know, any of those guys there that night. But I think I'm, I'm I think even, I think even one of those guys at, at, for a minute is going to have his hands full. I mean, that's just yeah. a lot of guy. To tr- that's a lot of man to deal with. It's a giant, <laughs> giant man, <laughs> and he's really strong. Too, yeah. So it's, mm. Yeah, I I actually can't wait to start doing the wrestling stuff again because it's so stupid and fun, and um, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know when he's going to be able to run shows again, but well, he's doing really well with the restaurant, isn't he? I, I think it's doing okay. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. I haven't gotten to go in forever. I feel bad. Well, I mean, it's you know, we people get busy. Yeah, we threw a lot of business. We, yeah, we'd always come in force. Yeah, we came in. We went <laughs> twice, and that's plenty. Right. Well, it's so far up that holler. <laughs> and I like the fact that that holler is pretty much self-contained, though. It's pretty. I do like it's that. It's pretty cool. I could live up that holler and sure. be totally and fine. never leave. Yeah, it reminds me of Twenty Mile. Mm-hmm. Except for with actual businesses. I was getting ready to say, there's no businesses in 20 miles. Yeah, there's a goddamn speedway up that holler. There's yeah. a speedway up there? Yeah, we stopped there and got gas. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant as in like a, a track. <laughs> it's like, no, what? It's a gas station. <laughs> They've got a Bush League track up here? I used to go to, I used to stop at Speedway whenever I did my last job driving around all the time and go get their uh, they had like these pizza things that were gigantic, and mm-hmm. I get two of them and eat them for lunch, and just feel like garbage the rest of the day. Awesome! I, I just every time I'd stop somewhere to take a piss, if there was nowhere to piss beside the road, I'd have to get something, and uh, that's why I got so fat. All right. I mean, I was fat to begin with. Let's be honest. But stopping at a gas station every time and getting a candy bar, like oh, I haven't had a soda in in a week. Let me get the. 24 ounce or 48 ounce uh, fill up thing. Oh, God. Out of the, and fountain pop is worse. And it tastes so good. Yes, it does. Well, it did. Like, I can't. I bought a Coke. I have like, a, a vanilla Coke a, a while ago, and I took a couple drinks out of it. And at first, it was good, but then I was just like, it fills you up. Put it down. It fills you, know? you up uncomfortably, and then like an hour later, you're drained again. Yeah. It's almost like Chinese food. When I go on a on a sugar binge, I feel like complete garbage, like for like two days afterwards. So. Speaking of sugar binge, somebody brought in the hot dogs from uh, Spring Hill Bakery today. Yeah, and somebody brought in a pumpkin roll. Neat. 
I went ham. <laughs> I only had two of the two of the hot dogs from Spring Hill Bakery, but I had like six pieces of that pumpkin roll. And then the boss bought pizza for lunch. Amazing. And, yeah. And I brought some of it home. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you wanted to get pizza. But <laughs> I'm totally down with getting pizza. But Let's I, do that. I have like a half of a medium in there, too. <laughs> it's, it's still edible. I'm, uh, I've eaten today. I've eaten. I've eaten. Okay. Well, I didn't eat okay yesterday. I went to the Obbies. Went to Obbies. Fuck yeah. Arby's. And had the uh, the brisket sandwich. How was that? How do you think it was? Tremendous. Delish. Did you get the curly fries with it? Of course. Why wouldn't and you I, get the And I got fries. a medium chocolate shake as well. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking Arby's shake game is fucking tight. Like they is are. as good as Squared Circle? It's, it's different. I love kind, It's a different shake. kind of shake. Yeah. Arby's shake leans real hard on the real hard on the sweet as opposed to the chocolate taste. Mm-hmm. So it is a good chocolate shake, but only because it's like really sweet. Squared Circle is just a good chocolate shake. Like the chocolate tastes really good, but it's not overpowering. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, I, I really, like that better than I do the the other one. But when it comes to chains, I don't think anybody beats Arby's uh, milkshake. Steak and shakes shakes aren't that good. It's been. 15 years since I've had Steak and Shake, and I thought it was, it was good. pretty good. Yeah. I like their burgers. Burgers are delicious. I think Steak and Shake is defunct now. Like they're done completely? I think so. That sucks. We didn't have any around here, but I, I, the few times I've had it, I always enjoyed it, you know? I always, if I was going to open a restaurant, like a, that's what I would do is just burgers and milkshakes. That's what would my specialty would be. Yeah, just... That's what I always say. Just do two things or three things that are good and just do that. Right. I think that's what Josh is doing with Squared Circle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's introduced like uh, like a uh, a flatbread pizza thing. Uh-huh. That's not bad. That's just a little side side deal. But anywhere that I see open and, and a local business, like the uh, burger cart, the last people that owned it before these people, they just went crazy. They had fried they had chicken, so pizza. Yeah. Like it's just, and, and all of it was okay. Right. But none, none of, of it was, was great. great. Yeah. But now they got it to where it's just burgers, dogs, wings, mm-hmm. and those freaking nachos uh, with the pulled pork. Yeah, those, those are pretty are fucking good. Their club but sandwiches are pretty great too. They don't, they don't uh, go crazy like uh, sushi. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> We're in Smithers. Nobody's doing this. Remember McDonald's, Chinese food, McDonald's, McDonald's I, pizza. I do remember the pizza. There's a place in West Virginia, I think, that still makes McDonald's they pizza. Did they? It was in Spencer. Ah! I went there to get it, and they said they stopped serving it. I mean, I, I worked up there anyway mm-hmm. at the time. That's terrible. They should have kept that. I know. That could have been a thing that people make a pro- pilgrimage I to. I think they did. I think there's only one other one now that still sells it. Let me look it up. But I remember it being okay when I was a kid. It's not I mean, it's McDonald's. You know what I mean? It's not going to blow your fucking socks off. Well, no, that's not exactly right, man. Sometimes I'll get a hold of a Big Mac, and it's a really good Big Mac. Yeah. And now they're like, buy one, get one for a dollar or something like that. What? Does Do any McDonald's still have pizza? The only place you can get pizza uh, today is at the company's location in Orlando. That's the last one. Yeah, the one was in Spencer. I mean, it looks okay. Remember, uh, Subway was doing pizza for a mm-hmm. while. They they were okay, but it was just wasn't like it a flatbread f- pizza. Um, no, they. I think you could get it done that way. Mm. Hmm. I think they should have kept going with the pizza. Fuck it. I mean, you're McDonald's. Nobody's expecting it to be amazing. 
No, they're wanting something that's solid and dependable. You know, it's it's not meant to be. All right. So uh, tomorrow's uh, Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for this year, Charles? Um, lots of stuff. I'm thankful for uh, my job, uh, the fact that we survived the, the pandemic. Even uh, it's been tough sometimes. Thankful for finally getting diagnosed what was wrong with me last year and getting it fixed. And um, my daughter, I'm mostly thankful for my daughter. Like she's doing, she's got a 4.0 in college. She is, uh, she works in a Michigan hospital and she's going to, they're already offering, they're like, they're other basically offering her other jobs. Like, cause she's such a good employee and, and such a good person and she's very responsible and she's just, I'm thankful I'm sober. Um, had some stuff, some circumstances happen uh, that I will discuss off the air. And oh, fuck it, dude, let it out. I can't. Oh, come on, they'd love it. <laughs> they wouldn't. They'd love it. No, I, I really can't. Um, but it was. I'm just thinking about me being uh, sober and how much it doesn't destroy my life anymore. I had a kind of a bad day today, and I think it was a good day for me to have that because it reminded me of how bad days can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this used to be my life. This actually wasn't a bad day in my life. The, the <laughs> day I had today. <laughs> this complete shit day wasn't that bad, and it really wasn't. Like, I was, you know, I was having trouble last night. Like, I was upset about stuff. Couldn't and, sleep. Yeah, so I took, an, ad- I took an Ativan. I took an Ativan with my melatonin. At the time, it felt like a good idea, and it was, because I took it, and I'm sitting there on the couch like, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> just I can't really what, move. What was on the TV? What were you watching? I don't even remember. Nice. <laughs> the Big Short. I put the big, that's my That's my movie. Now. That is a fun movie. It's, I love it. As as terrifying as it is, I love that movie. Well, the, uh, McKay does a, Adam McKay. I call him by his last name. We're sure, friends, yeah. friend of the show, Adam McKay. <laughs> he does a good job of taking really serious shit and making it kind of funny. He's a, he did the same thing with Vice. He's the master of dramedy. Yeah. Um, Hard to believe he did fucking Anchorman. I don't. I don't think so. I. I think that he really got a lot of input from Will Ferrell in, in, in that. And what would you do here? And, you know, stuff like that. I think that he's. Did he direct Superbad? Mm, I don't know. I think he might have. Let's look it up. I love Superbad. Superbad is in the pantheon of greatest comedies ever made. I know it was written by. Seth, Go- Seth, Seth Rogen and, Rogen and, uh, and Evan uh, Goldberg. Yeah. Greg Matola. Yeah. He's directed some stuff, though. He's directed a lot of good stuff. Let's look it up. Adventureland. Yes. Day Trippers. That was good. Super bad. Dangerous Book for Boys. Hollywood Ending. I think I've seen that. Undeclared, which was a TV series. Mm-hmm. Celebrity. Yeah, he's done some stuff. Oh, he, he's directed some episodes of uh, Dave. Mm-hmm. Which is about that uh, rapper Lil Dicky. That show was funny. The show was very funny. <coughs> Keeping up with the Joneses, which is, I think it was funny. I don't remember. He directed some episodes of The Newsroom. Yeah. Clear History, which was a pretty funny movie, an HBO movie. Um, Yeah, he's good, good stuff. He directed 11 episodes of Dave. No, three episodes. Never mind. Still, that's a lot for a TV series. Yes. 
He directed four episodes of The Newsroom. Paul, remember that movie? Is that the one with the, uh, Nick Nick Frost and Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that movie was pretty good. It was good. I, I always I didn't know he directed that. I thought I always assumed that was a uh Edgar Wright. Yeah. I, I, that seemed like a movie he would direct. He directed a few episodes of Arrested Development. Back in 2003, 2004. Not bad. If you can direct comedy, you can direct anything. Yeah. Well, that's why you see um, comedic actors, people get like so shocked whenever they move over and do a drama like uh, Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking good when he, when he decides he to do a drama. He really is. Um, uh, Will Ferrell. He's done a couple dramas. Strange in Fiction wasn't a, wasn't a comedy. It was funny, but it wasn't a comedy. Right. Um, I think there was one called Everything Must Go that was pretty serious. He was very good in that. Okay, yeah. But people that are used to doing dramatic acting often aren't very good in comedies. There are some notable exceptions, I'm thinking. Um, she was in, she's in a bunch, she's a, a British actress. She's in a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to remember her name. She's in Harry Potter. She's in Junior with Schwarzenegger. She had a string of movies that were hits here. Uh, Emma. Emma Watson? Emma. Not Emma Watson. That's Hermione. Um, it's Emma. It's Emma something. She it's not Emma is, a, is a dramatic actress. And she is a, she is a, a tremendous comedic actress. Emma Thompson. That's her. She's very funny. She's, ma- she's amazing. One of the first things I saw her in, though, she was in... Uh, there was this British sitcom. I don't know if you've heard of it called The Young Ones. I've heard of it. It's just punk British, you know, like a really, really British humor. And she's in that and does a couple things. And she was really good in it. Um, she plays a like a, a lady, and they they the common people in England don't like the gentry. Like they they have a real resentment built up. But I will I will tell you this in that vein. Um, The there was a point in England's history, and it was and it was in the not in the distant past. It was pretty recent, where the aristocracy basically just quit being the aristocracy that helped the country. Like they 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 dissolved most of their wealth and donated and put it in the country, and the country and uh, the country like recovered and all kinds of stuff. And I I admired that, you know, because they. They said, well, this is our country and we love it, so we're just going to give up being this now. Mm-hmm. And because they were starting to see it as silly, like we're a modern nation. Why do we have lords and ladies and, you know, all that stuff? Now, they still hold the title somewhat, but they don't hold the power. It's a nominal thing, you know. Like people, they're, they're, some, they're semi famous. Like that's the Lord of Chester or something like that, but he holds no power. Yeah. And he doesn't really hold any wealth. You know, he's just, he holds he's just a hold, dude. He holds the title. You know, that's, and it, it, it probably gets you laid once or twice. Yeah. Especially if you're a good looking Lord or lady. You know what I mean? Um, and I do think that uh, William will be the last king of England. That once he's done and, and he dies, that the monarchy would die with him. Um, do they, I mean, like, do they do still they hold power? the power to where, like, off with his head type shit? No, they, no. There's they like hold no political power. They hold social power, where they can comment at things and. Is sw- it called Fortunes of War? That uh, British show you're talking about? Uh, no. Uh, this was a 
a, just a documentary. Oh, okay. Um, I can't. I think it was the Long Shadow when they were discussing uh, the effects of World War One and all that stuff and what happened after. I mean, it's a very good documentary. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the English monarchy will dissolve uh, probably in my daughter's lifetime. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I think that they're. I think it's going to break England in a way. England, England's part of their uh, identity is wrapped up in it. That they still have a king and a queen and all that stuff, and and everybody still, even over here, people watch the royal wedding. Sure, there is something still magical about royalty, and um, who would you consider our royalty over here now, or who would I consider classic American royalty? Right now, we can do both, but let's go with right now. Right now, The Rock. No, <laughs> the royalty Vin in America. Diesel, um, I hate to say it because how much I despise them, but the Trumps. The Trumps are American royalty. Um, they're shameful, stupid American royalty, but they're still they're still royalty. Um, we are more a royalty of celebrity. We're not a royalty of title. Yeah. Um, because there aren't really families that hold political power. Now, I will say that classically in America, the Kennedys were a royal family. Um, ironic, since they came from a dirt poor part of fucking Ireland to come over here and, you know. Um, they were fucking uh, bootleggers. Yeah. Uh, Joe Sr. was an Irish gangster. Hell yeah. Um, so he built his fortune. Um, Nothing but respect for that. Well, sure. And uh, he was a ruthless man. But... He also instilled in his children this thing that um, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but anything that you choose to do, you will do to the best of your ability. He didn't force them to do anything. Um, Jack was going to be a senator or something like that. Joe was going to be president. Joe Jr. You ever seen pictures of Joe Jr.? Look him up. You talk about a handsome fucking man. You know how, how handsome Jack was. He's nothing compared to Joe. He was the little brother. His son's uh, currently uh, in the House of Representatives. Joe Kennedy the third. Yeah, he's probably a handsome. This is Joe friend. Kennedy Jr., right? Yes. When did he die? He died in World War Two. Well, how? Did, okay, this must not be his son then. You you probably looked up. I looked up Joe Kennedy. Yeah, looked up Joe Kennedy Jr. There's a picture of Joe where he had just. Well, shines. see, there, here's here's a Joe Kennedy Jr. who's who's part of the royal fa- the family, not right. the royal family, but it's a different guy. There's other Kennedys too. This guy can't be in his later than his 40s. He died in 1944. The, yes, that's him. Year. Okay. But here, um, you've probably seen this guy before. I think I know who he is. He's redheaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah redheaded feller. I'm going to look for that picture of Joe Kennedy Jr. He's got the look. He was he was born to be um he was born to be like royalty. He was an, an, Yeah, he's only 40 years old, so incredibly handsome man. He's probably Joe Kennedy Jr.'s son's son. I mean, look at that. Yeah. I mean, he's a handsome son of a bitch. You know, I mean, you, uh, you he looks like Jack. Him and Jack look a lot. A lot alike, but he's he's more handsome than Jack was. Um, how did that? Okay, there's this Joe Kennedy. 
I'm guessing. Oh, God damn it. What, what is it? This one. As soon as the fucking picture decides to de-pixelate. He's part of the family, too? Yeah. That I'm guessing that's Joe Jr.'s son, right? I think so. It looks it looks like it would be his son. And then that guy is his son. It's his son. Okay. Okay. They hold they are a crumb they are a crumbled uh vanished dynasty now. They they hold virtually no more political power. Basically because of Teddy. Um I Teddy had at one point Teddy had potential man. Teddy was extremely charismatic. He wasn't as handsome as Jack or, or Joe, but he was intelligent, he was tough. Killed that broad at Chapel. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what destroyed him. He was wild like his brothers. Joe had a wild streak too, if I'm not mistaken. But he's also had this this huge streak of responsibility because he knew he was the he was he was the patriarch in the wings. You know, he's like I'm going to be in control of this family, so I have to be straight and fly right. Jack had the younger son, let's go wild kind of thing. Teddy was the baby, so Jack. <laughs> Did a lot of Jack stuff. Like, I mean, I, I've read his biography, and as big a, f- a fan as I am of Jack Kennedy, sometimes he was a son of a bitch, buddy, when it comes to those women. Um, he was also a war hero. He was also uh, tough as nails. Stared the fucking Soviets right in the face and dared, dared them, and they didn't do anything because they knew he would do something. You know what I mean? That's the people, that's when I got so disgusted with, I think, one of the best quotes I ever made. Somebody did, compared. Trump and it was on my on my on my feed when I was still on Facebook. They compared Trump to John F. Kennedy. I said, "Let me get let me set you something fo- on, <laughs> set you straight about something right now." And I've listed off all the things that Jack Kennedy was, and then I listed all, off all the things that that Donald Trump is. I said, "Comparing," I said, ju- "I said Jack Kennedy was a lion. Donald Trump is a retarded orange house cat." <laughs> <laughs> And that is a fair and balanced analogy. And uh, he's the greatest president we've ever had. <laughs> when people believe that, it blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind, dude. We talk. Uh, we've talked a lot about Trump derangement syndrome, but Trump de- devotion syndrome is it's also, worse. It's w- equally as weird, if you ask me. Yes, it is. Uh, but Trump, Trump derangement syndrome at least is rooted in some kind of reality, don't you think? Um, if you can see what he actually is, and you despise him. I don't think that's Trump derangement syndrome. I think that's just I hate that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I see know what I'm getting precisely at? what you're saying. Yeah. To um, make him like this despot that's gonna that's going to uh, lock everybody in cages and like this evil. He's he's either an evil genius or he's an idiot. Right. He can't be both. He can want to be an evil genius. He does, but he's still an idiot. He does. <laughs> you know. I, I, he if he he doesn't get how many times when he was in office did he tell people to do things and they had to tell him that's against the law, Mr. President. We can't do that. Probably a lot. Exactly. <laughs> you know how many people day. quit or got fired over that? Rex Tillerson, uh, all of his chiefs of staff basically had to tell him like, you can't do that. You are not a king, sir. You, you cannot override this. This is not the way the government works. Donald Trump Wanted to be a king. He still wants to be a king, but he's a sad sack now because he got beat. And I actually think it's kind of pathetic in its own sad little way. He is faded. His 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 that thing he had is completely gone. Like he's, you'll see his support really start to erode away now. Like they're going to be that hardcore support where he's going to start his channel and all those stupid idiots. Let him be stupid. Who gives a fuck? But I'm saying that the people who 
love him and, and don't really pay attention to shit, that's going to quit, too. They're going to be like, you know. I think he's probably just going to go away. I don't think he's going to start a channel. I don't. I think he's just going to kind of, yeah, let's do another season of The Apprentice and see what happens. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Well. I like doing that. Let's just do that. Yeah, all these people love me in that. They didn't. And uh, <laughs> I love hearing Ben Joette talk about it. Like Don Jr. came to him and said, you're the, of all the people who has been on the show, you're the only one that likes my father. <laughs> he really did like him, too. Well, he liked him in as much as he says. Uh, I like when he said he's like, I like him because he did his he was good at his job. He said he was good at his job because he's such a terrible person. He's like, he's vain and venal and crass and all that stuff. That's what Matt makes for good TV, and that sells the tickets. He's like, if you have somebody who's going to make good decision, that's boring because yeah. a bad decision is exciting. So, I mean, yeah, he's right. Um, I think that uh, one of the, at least one of the kids will run. Um, I think so. Yes. I do think that of the three, because we don't count Tiffany, because nobody counts Tiffany. Tiffany's hot, too. She's cute. She's Marla Maple's kid. Yeah. Um, I do think that Ivanka would have the clearest path to the White House, because people love her. Um, she has been able to stay out of the shitstorm. Um, somewhat. Somewhat. Eric. I'm a big Eric guy. <laughs> Why? Because I, I like seeing the people have to come from off camera and wipe, wipe the drool off his chin. Yeah, he's so. Did that really happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don Jr. I kind of like him just because he's such a. You can tell, like he's such a con man. Oh yeah. Like I don't. I don't I'm up here talking. I mean, he's just. I don't think there's enough going on in Eric's head for him to be so, a con man. Don Jr. is so coked up. Oh yeah, he is so coked up. Guarantee it. Yeah, it's just it's written all over him. I can't wait for Kimberly Guilfoyle to leave him for Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse is the guy that shot, shot a couple the, people at the. You, uh, you think that's going to happen? Route? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be often awesome if it did. Yeah. Um, Kimberly Guilfoyle is a piece of shit. Like, I bet she's good in the sack, though. Absolutely, she's crazy. So. I bet she fucked like a demon. Yeah, I like mean, a she's terrorist. And I bet you Don Junior is like startlingly, startlingly underwhelming. <laughs> Like she, she, has, she has to masturbate she's like, beforehand so she can get in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, it's great. Let's, you know. <laughs> We're having a good time. Like, she was married to Gavin Newsom before. Who's that? Uh, Governor of California. No. Emperor of California. Emperor of California. This motherfucker. He puts all these restrictions on Californians. And um, if you're at a restaurant, you must leave your mask on and take. Uh, you can take it off when you take a bite of your food, then you got to pull it back up. And then last week, there's a picture of him in this restaurant inside, no masks, nobody's social distancing or any of that shit. And everybody's like, oh, the rules are for thee, not for me. Exactly. This oh, fucking man. piece of shit. I know. God, it's so fucking irritating. I hate all of them, dude. I hate all these fucking politicians that are imposing all these regulations. Um, I understand why they're doing it. Um, I understand why they think they have to, but... At some point, we just got to be like, you know, if if you're vulner, vulner, vul, uh, vulnerable yes. to this thing, you can stay home. Everybody else, let's get back to work. And if you want to wear a mask, do that. But there are people who are dying who are on on its on its face not candidates to die from it. There are some. There's a strong man in Britain who just died from it. He was in 
fantastic shape. He wasn't a fat, strong man. He was just a big, strong, strong man. You know what I mean? He wasn't overweight. He wasn't. He was just a beast. He died from it. Um, there's going to there be was some a 40, people, there, there was, was a, probably something else wrong with him though. There might have been. Yeah. There was a fireman from Charleston who was 44 years old who was in incredible shape. He's overweight, but he's over like weight like me. You know, he's just a little bit heavy but muscular. You know, and he died from it. Yeah, there's going to be some of that outliers. Yeah, there's going to be some of that. Right. There could have been, like something like 80 percent of the population is vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Or at least insufficient, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And everybody saying, should be taking vitamin D. Oh yeah. yeah, and C, and just take all the vitamins. I mean, get go I take outside. a fistful of shit. Yeah, go outside, get some sun. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I fucking take fistfuls of vitamins every day, and I'm out in the sun almost all day every day. And there's no way I haven't come into contact with somebody that has sure. had it. It's it's true, but I mean, I know we've had this discussion before, and. You've poked fun. You're just trying to steal valor. You're trying to steal COVID <laughs> valor. COVID valor stealing. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really sure I had it. Like it was, it was bad, man. It's very possible. That's the sickest, the sickest I have ever been in my entire life. Like it was, 104 degree fever. Couldn't taste anything. Uh, sweating, sweating so bad, just laying on the couch. And bundled up in the blanket because I'm freezing at the same time. Yeah, I know, know the feeling. It was just, and it wasn't the flu. I've had the flu. Yeah, you said you got tested for the flu. Mm -hmm. No, people around me who had what I had got tested for the okay. flu, and, no, and they had neither A nor B. So um, I th I'm pretty sure it was COVID, and but that, that that's but that doesn't give you grant you immunity. Like people are under the wrong impression that well I've got it now I'm not going to get it again. No, you can get it again. The immunity is only good for about maybe a couple of months, and it's a very limited immunity. So I'm. It's open season again on me if I fuck up. I I have been wearing my mask at work. I've been washing my hands. I've been taking my vitamins. Um, not going crazy in the gym, you know, and taking days off in between. So, you know, just doing everything I can. I'm lucky because I'm outside most of the time at work, so I don't have to really worry about it. Mm -hmm. I can just, if nothing else, I can just get on the forklift and just start moving stuff around out in the yard, and people think I'm busy. So I don't have to worry about having to go inside or anything. I, I like that thing. <laughs> I used to like working in that. Well, at my job, they leave you pretty much alone. If you keep track of the furnace and do what you're doing, and I do, I have a set way of do. I do things. I go out when I need to go out. And if it's blowing, like the fume is coming out in any other time, if it's minor, I leave it alone. If it's major, I go take care of it. You know, it's, it's not hard. Um, it can be potentially dangerous. Um, it's fire yeah, it's, and it's electricity it's, and water. It's, I mean, it's, it's all kinds those of are all up it's, it's, it's thing, things can go wrong, but something has to go really wrong for something to, to go wrong. You know what I mean? And multiple things have to go wrong. At right. Once. And they, and they, and they do take good care of this stuff. Like they, it's old, but they do take extremely good care of it. They, they, uh, you know, retrofit, they do all this different stuff. It's really, I actually like the play how work. I think it's kind of cool. So, um, fascinated by the process. I love walking into a place every day that looks like a fucking movie set from a 1980s uh, action movie. movie. Like a, it's a plant that makes sparks. <laughs> Pat Oswalt. Yeah. It's in some sort of factory or a, that makes or sparks. Or a dude ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Miles away from any women. I'm just, uh, I'm worried that this is like, uh, you know, anytime they take things away, they don't give them back. Right. You know? 
and and also anytime they give us something that doesn't get taken back usually Mm, there's debate on on both those fronts yeah um like did you know that the um the uh patriot act expired did it that's good yes that's very good Donald, it is very the good. best thing Donald Trump did in his presidency is let the Patriot Act expire. Now, <laughs> you know, he probably did that though, just by being a lazy bum. Like he did, uh, it didn't affect me personally. So, I mean, you know, he's just the uh, now what he needs to do is pardon Edward Snowden, yeah, Julian Assange, yeah, uh, reality winner, um, mm-hmm. all these people. Uh, her name is Reality Winter, winner, winner, yeah. Uh, there's who's the Chris, the the one that actually sent the things to Julian Assange, and she's transgender now. It was a she was a boy. I don't know. I forget. I'm, I'm, the name. I'm really not familiar with that one. That she she was locked in in jail for a really long time. Most of it in solitary without due process. Yeah. And then they let it's her like out. it's like Obama with Snowden. You know what I mean. Don't anybody who dislikes Obama just like because there's probably an element of racism to that because he's an extremely likable fella. You know yeah, what I mean? I can you see what I'm saying? If anybody doesn't have a reason to dislike him, I can give you some. Sure. And but I'm saying I'm them. saying that if you don't know those reasons though, and yeah, you still dislike, and you just him, dislike him, you're probably a racist. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm probably. Well, it's it's possible where you're just a conservative. I mean, but like as a dude, there's not much to dislike about him exactly. on the personal. That's level. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's extremely likable, charismatic as fuck. He's the most charismatic president we've had since Kennedy. So Bill Clinton? Mm, that was a pretty charismatic I dude. I think Barack Obama is more charismatic than Bill. Um Bill was scared. Was a walking scandal Yeah he was Obama Had He is scandal proof son He had nothing He had no No personal scandals No in personal scandals But that's was, what I'm That's exactly yeah, what I'm saying There's you know? plenty of other ones Yes I'm not I'm not You know Come on But um, well, there, There's plenty of other Other ones that Raise my ire But everybody else Nah he's a cool black guy I don't care he's a cool black guy <laughs> Well We ran out of bombs Because he was bombing people I, that's, so much That's what I tell people Like you know, people make assumptions when you tell them one thing; they're automatically yeah, think the other. Yeah, like yeah. for this, I hate Trump. You you love Hillary? No, I hate Hillary. Well, then who do you like? I'm like, well, nobody really. You like Obama? I was like, on a personal level, yes. Not as a, not as a leader because of all the horrible shit he did. Um. However, man, domestically, I don't give a fuck. He was a good president. Like he he got us out of the 2008 financial crisis. You know. Um. Not in a good way. I think they should have let those fucking banks burn. I know, man. Uh, you know? But if that had happened, the system is so fucked up now that had that happened, it would have collapsed everything. Like, we would have been facing a a, a second, more awful Great Depression. I don't agree with letting them do whatever the fuck they want to do, but I will tell you this. Once it was done and it was fixed, he's like, you fuckers aren't doing this anymore. And he put so much shit in place so they wouldn't be able to do it anymore. You know the first thing Trump did when he hit office? Take all that shit away. Hey, you can make credit default swaps and CDOs again. That worked out so well the first time. You know what they did, right? You've watched the big short. It's been a while, but I have watched it. Where they fucking bundled all these bad fucking mortgages and were branded them triple A and they were triple, they were double B at best. And some of them were like 65% shit. I mean, they were terrible. And, and they were like, you know, 
no credit checks. FICO scores below 550. You know, all this fucking crazy shit. And they said, and we're going to just keep, keep selling them because we're making so much money, you know. And they had so many dopes involved in the thing. My favorite part of that movie is when they go down to Florida and they're talking to those two douchebag face men who are like the the guys is like <laughs> what them says uh, uh yeah uh, I was bartending this time last year now now I've got a boat and race balls like he got a boat really anyway <laughs> <they're> just, <laughs> and he did it politely though he didn't you know he was they were just trying to pick these guys brains and these guys were idiots you know and and one of them said something like uh yeah I heard uh it was a, a, a famous economist. I can't remember who it was offhand said that. And one of them said, who? You know, it's like, you're in economics and you don't know who that fucking name is. You fucking idiot. You know? And then he went to see the stripper. That was, that was another good part when she's dancing for him. And she's real pretty. I mean, definitely not my type. She was a slender little thing, but she was, she was real pretty. And Steve Carell loves his wife so much that, that there's no interest. Yeah. Plus, his wife is Marissa, Marissa Tomei in that movie. So yeah, th- there is no there is no comparison. You know, I don't care how hot that stripper is. She is not Marissa Tomei. So um, he's like, would you what, could you stop moving? He's like, I'll still pay you. <laughs> um, and she's talking about how she has five houses and stuff with multiple loans and they're all going to be in default and then all this shit happened. That's why all that shit collapsed. And he's on the phone getting back on the plane. Yeah, I want to get those default swaps now. Get vented in there. We're going to, you know, it's time to call bullshit. He's like, on what? On everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And they did that. And then Obama had gotten to the bottom of what happened. And I'm not saying he was not in bed with some of these people, but I'm also saying that he also cracked the whip on and said, you're not doing this shit anymore. You see what you did the first time. Straighten the fuck up He's like I'm still I'm still gonna You know Be in bed with you But straighten the fuck up Because you can't do this shit anymore And they're like okay You know And they didn't like it And of course They're gonna like When Donald Trump gets in office Because now they can pull Their horse shit again And what happens If it happens again They bail them the fuck out again Who bails them out again We do You know So it's I don't know man Yeah I wanna (laughs) Back to the original point When it comes to that uh, Yes I like Barack Obama When it comes to Other things Bombing weddings, um, <laughs> killing and, an American citizen. Yes, imprisoning people for speaking out about the corruption in our own government. Yeah, and just trying to give people the truth. Yeah, I, I like none of that. He so. even on his website, his campaign website in '08, he had uh, a special section about whistleblowers and how they were going to be treated well. Yeah. And, and then uh, when the Snowden thing happened, he, they took that off of the website. And <laughs> ever uh, since, like that—that's a movie I'd like to watch. Is Snowden? Isn't that uh, uh, Oliver Stone? I bet it's dramatized like a motherfucker. Like all Oliver Stone stuff. Yeah. Um, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Snowden. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's tremendous. Oh, fuck. Um, What else has happened? Uh, He just uh, pardoned Michael Flynn. Trump did. Of course he did. I'm not exactly sure what Michael Flynn did. He committed fucking treason. Hmm, I like that. I wonder who else he's going to pardon. This could get wild. Like, yeah, it's, it's going like, to get wild. OJ Simpson. Office. Oh, God, it's going to be bad. It's, <laughs> it's really going to get wild. I wonder who he could like do like a, a posthumous pardon to like Charles Manson. Or something. <laughs> they didn't, he didn't do anything. He didn't kill anybody. He was a CIA operative. You know that? Without knowing it, he was a CIA operative. He How's was, that? They. He was... Uh, he kept going to jail and getting out, and then um, 
they decided to let him have LSD and he'd give it to all his followers and he to they see how tested it and yeah to brainwash him. Man, the CIA is the ones that were testing acid in like the fifties. Yeah, at uh, Wormwood is the name of the documentary slash dramatization of it, it as uh, Peter Sarsgaard in it. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. It's very good. But like in the fifties, they were they would uh, go to whorehouses. It was a CIA whorehouse, mm-hmm. of course, or FBI. I can't remember which. It was, if it was on American soil, it probably would have had to been FBI. Mm-hmm. And they would go to whorehouses, and then they'd go up and they would slip the uh, John some LSD, and then they would just see what happened. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it's fucking e- that insane. Is evil shit right there, yeah. man. It's evil. It's sort of like the the Tuskegee Airmen. Didn't they do some sort of tests with those guys? Um, I, I don't know if they did. It, I don't think they did it with on the Tuskegee Airmen. I think they did. Uh, they did it on some black guys. Uh, I don't know if they were soldiers. I have to look that. Up. That's terrible that I don't know that. Out of out of all the things I know, but that have, that the American government has done. You know, all the stuff with the COINTELPRO, mm-hmm. you know, going after uh, the American Indian Movement, the Black Panthers and all that stuff. I'm really not familiar with that case. There's a movie called Miss Everett's Boys um, that uh, I don't know if it's Alfred Woodard. It was or, a syphilis study. That's the one. Uh, that's 1932, the, one. the Public Health Service, working with the Tuskegee Institute, began a study to record the natural history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatment programs for blacks. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. Sure. So they would, uh, the study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the disease. The study was conducted without the benefit of the patient's informed consent. Researchers told the men that they were being treated for bad blood, a local term used to describe several ailments, including syphilis, anemia, and fatigue. In truth, they did not receive the proper treatment needed to cure their illness. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance. Although originally projected to last six months, the study went on for 40 years. It went on to the 70s. In July 1972, an Associated Press story about the Tuskegee study (sighs) caused a public outcry that led the Assistant uh, Secretary for Health and Scientific Affairs to appoint an ad hoc advisory panel to review the study. This panel on nine members from the fields of medicine, law, religion, labor, education, health administration, and public affairs. The panel found that the men had agreed freely to be examined and treated. However, there was no evidence evidence that the researchers had informed them of the study or its real purpose. In fact, the men had been misled and had not been given all the facts required to provide informed consent. The men were never given adequate treatment, treatment for their diseases. Even when penicillin became the drug of choice for syphilis in 1947. So almost 30 years after just a shot of penicillin would have cured them. Researchers did not offer it to the subjects. The advisory panel found nothing to show that the subjects were ever given the choice of quitting the study, even when this new, highly effective treatment became widely used. Wow. So they got $10 million out-of-court settlement for 600 of them. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Our government's really fucked up, man. Yeah, man. They do awful shit. It's like, you know, I don't know. And it's two segments of the population who don't mean anything like um, black people, Native Americans, Appalachian people, 
Um, I know that we're not in the same boat as either of those groups, and I would not pretend to be. Uh, uh, yeah, we got it way worse. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Somebody's going to clip that, and that's going to be the one that gets me. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and, and would it be like, did you watch? Did you, did you listen, listen to the whole thing? Five seconds after when we, you know, not even five seconds after. Whenever I said the, that you were going to clip that and make it a thing? Exactly. Um, the the whole thing where the, where the poison got into the water, and then people like Stephen Colbert got up there and said, you know, meth yeah. or something. He's like, well, I thought West Virginia's like meth. I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, making fun of the fact that our water's poisoned when you were probably falling all over yourself during Flint. Um, the fact that um, a meth epidemic is killing thousands of us. Opioid addiction is killing thousands of us. And that's probably funny, too, right? Because we don't count as people. We're not human. We're poor white from Appalachia. Even Dave Chappelle, as funny as that joke was, you know, where's the outcry over this shit? You know why there is no outcry? Because we don't count. Which joke? The one about the, the poor whites and their coal stained faces. Oh yeah, well it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. I have a sense of humor, but I'm saying that at the same time, you know, you can be offended by something and still find it funny. I don't know necessarily know if I find it offensive. I do find it ironic. You know. Yeah. Um, especially, I'm trying to think of other things. Uh, oh yeah, I was thinking about the cancel culture thing. Mm-hmm. And how they've gone after people for shit in the eighth grade. And again, I always come back to this one: Ice Cube releasing a song called "Cave Bitch," where he talks about white women and how shitty they are and all this stuff. He's and- not wrong about that. <laughs> he could have been a little bit more genteel about it. I sub- yeah, that's one way of putting it. But no, no, and they can't cancel him because he mean mugs everybody. I don't like that motherfucker. I've never liked him. Um, I, I just don't like him. Um, I think he's a racist fuck. I think that he uh, tries to do his tough guy thing all the time, and it's fucking irritating. You're you're a Hollywood you're a Hollywood celebrity. You're in children's movies now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I was never scared of you to begin with, you know. <laughs> and the fact that you're still doing it is sad, you know. It's I just the fact that he get that he got away with that, and nobody has said shit. Actually, people did say stuff, but he threw threw out some throwaway fucking excuse, and nobody pursued it. And this is about a song? Cave Bitch. I've never listened to it. It's on the Predator album, or Lethal Injection, which both were good albums. I was I liked Ice Cube's music once upon a time. I like a lot of his music. Uh, Ghetto Bird's a great song. Um, it was a good day. Bop Gun. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't get much better songs than that. That's that song with George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Hit you with the Bop Gun, that fucking song. Love that fucking song. What's the one? Um, we Be Clubbing. Love that song. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. One. We Be Clubbing till the break of dawn. You can ask the bartender if you think you're wrong. That's fucking great. See, I don't remember that one. I was, I was, I, you know, you know this. I was big into hip hop at one point. Not so much anymore. Like, um, I do like some. I like the Beastie Boys. I like, you know, Tropical Quest, but I've gotten out of that a lot too. Not because I don't like it anymore. It's just because I've grown into something else that I like a lot better. So, but again, the fact that nobody addressed that and, you know, then they got on Bill Murray for calling himself a house Negro on there. And then Ice Cube got pissed off about that. It's just like, um, glass house and stones. Yeah. Motherfucker. You know, he was just making a, making <laughs> that's a one of those things. If it, if it ever took off, I would like to have occasion to get face to face with Ice Cube. Not, be- not because I'm going to say I'm going to beat his ass or anything like that. Just to see what he'd have to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. How can you call me out on something like that? Well, how can you make a song like that? You know, and then expect not to be called out about it. How do you feel about the Ghetto Boys? 
Um, I was a Ghetto Boys fan. I liked uh, Mom playing tricks on me. Um, I was. I sit alone in my yes, room that is a great fucking song. These old beats, man. Like nineties yes. hip hop beats. Yes, eighties and nineties. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn candlesticks in the dark. These are really good headphones. I forgot how good these headphones are. Yeah. Cause that's rattling my head. Um, it's not even loud. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right, but I ain't going out without a fight. See every time my eyes. Good. That's some rambling bass right there. It's got Bushwick in there. Scarface. I can't remember the other guy. Uh, Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Tom? Willie D? Willie D. Okay. Yeah. Willie uh, D. I was, a, I was a huge Tribe Called Quest fan. I love them. Um, my favorite song by them is Electric Relaxation. We punch that bad boy up. They... Fife died, which I just now yeah. remembered, which was actually upset me. It really upset me that day when I found that out. He was very young, probably not even fifty. Um, he was in, he might have been fifty. Tribe called Quest. What song is it? Electric Relaxation. Uh, 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 Q-tip. There's a lot of animosity in that group because Q-tip became a big star. Yeah. Breathe and stop. What's that? Was is I think it was called Breathe and Breathe and Stop. That they released an album songs. like a couple years, a couple ago. years ago. That was good. Yeah, it and they really had uh, Fife. Fife was on it, and mm-hmm. they uh, when they were on Saturday Night Live, they projected his face, and he, and they That'd they they all stayed silent during his verse. Mm-hmm. That'd have been rough. I love them And there's another group But it's only two guys Gangstar Oh yeah Guru who passed away He had cancer And uh, DJ Premier Um, He had A couple albums Called Jazzmatazz Where he was just Rapping over jazz It's fucking beautiful It's absolutely beautiful Hip hop as an art form Is is a beautiful thing I really love it Um, Gangstar What would you say The full clip work um, Play Let me think My favorite Gangstar song how about uh, discipline? Mm, let me find it. Should be. It was actually a hit. Gangstar didn't have a lot of hits. I like it already. This is with Total. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's great. It's a really great song. Because I want to, it don't mean I will. He has such a that monotone delivery is beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely. I forget sometimes how much I love hip hop. You know, I went through it when I was a metalhead. You weren't allowed to like hip hop, especially in the eighties and nineties. It wasn't a racial thing. It was just they were seemed seemingly diametrically opposed. Yeah. But then, ninety one, you had Rage Against Machine come out. You had Anthrax before that with Bring the Noise with Public Enemy. It's a great fucking song, man. Um, Anthrax were, were all huge hip hop fans. You yeah. Know? And um, Pearl Jam, big hip hop fans. Yes. Stone Gossard, like, you, if you listen to a lot of the uh, Versus album, a lot of hip hop type uh, beats. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, slow, hell, even flow. The, 
the album version of Even Flow. That's like a like a a rocker, like a hip hop song. Yes. But then when they play it live, they speed it up five times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really. Then there was. Uh, Ice T had a thrash group, Body yeah. Count. Um, you know, there was a lot of crossover there, and I, and I actually called that before it actually happened. Me and my friend Dave, he was a he was a DJ from Newark, New Jersey. He's a great guy. We were most unlikely friendship ever. A kid from the coal fields of West Virginia, and then a black kid from Newark, Newark New Jersey. You know, but we struck up a friendship, and we were drinking one night in a bar, and I said, I foresee soon, and this is before it happened the the melding of uh, rock and and hip hop. He's mm-hmm. like, man, it ain't gonna happen. I was just like, yeah, we'll see. It's like, oh, yeah. And I pointed out those songs. I pointed out, um, well, bring the noise. He said, man, that's one song. I was just like, Run DMC and uh, I also brought that one up. And he said, yeah, but that. those are like one offs. He said, there's going to be no real melding. The next thing you know, you got Limp Biscuit. So it wasn't altogether a good thing. But <laughs> but Kid you all said Rage Against Machine and um, the uh, Deftones were of that ilk, but they were never. They didn't, they no, didn't they never rap, did that. No, they didn't. They did have. The, they actually were on a uh, the Corns uh, version of Wicked. You ever heard that? No. Corns <laughs> version of Wicked. Yes. Which is actually pretty good. I mean, I used to like Corn a lot. I got no problem with them anymore. I I got sick of hearing them whenever. Yeah, they got really big, and that's another thing. It, um, you got it punched up there. This is with Chino mixes. from uh, Chino Marino from uh, the Death House. <laughs> Feel you like to really slap that, tune that bass down, slap. You know what I mean? I think he tuned down to fucking B. I mean, it was also had a, like a seven-string bass. Mm-hmm. Is this, a, is this a cover? Yeah. So no, that's an ice tea uh, song. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that Chino doing the rap in there? Yes. There's Jonathan Davis. You can't fucking mistake that. The motherfucker always sounds like he's clearing his throat. <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, he can sing, too. I'm yeah, he can. He really can. Corn uh, got... Tool, in my opinion, okay. When when I when we were kids, I'm talking about in our teens and twenties. The big three for me, my friend Nate, uh, my brother Ben, the Holy Trinity was Corn, Tool, and Rage. Rage never compromised. They eventually fell apart because they couldn't compromise. You know what I mean? Um, some. Body once told me the world is gone. <laughs> uh, Tool never became, never became, uh, never came out of being anonymous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Maynard Keeney, know who he is somewhat, but he's not. A, he's not a rock star. Um, he is to a certain degree, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. he's in that limbo area between being a rock star and being. Uh, you know, a, a strange kind of fringe music personality, you know? Yeah. He probably uh, doesn't get mobbed when he's on the street. No, definitely not. Uh, he'd get mobbed by tool fans because we all know what he looks like, you know? But, um, 
And then the other members of the band, and they were fine with this, you don't really know who the fuck they are. Danny Carey and, you know, I tell you the truth, off the top of my head, I can't uh, remember the name of the other two guys. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that they stayed in that, and they just stayed anonymous, so therefore they didn't really fade away. They just stayed tall and then kept making awesome music still to this day. Corn got so fucking big. I think that Jonathan Davis was in Tiger Beat in, in, a, in a, one time for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was just like, guys, guys, you are destroying the mystery with this. You know, I, I understand that it's good to be rock stars. It's nice to be famous and all that stuff. But you are giving up some of the mystique that made you what you were. Corn was a very anonymous band for a while. They all looked somewhat a, a little bit alike. But they're all kind of odd looking. You know, Fieldy looked like a, a cholo. Jonathan Davis had that hair. Fieldy had that. The I mean, head. I mean, a head had the braids and all that shit. And then Monkey, yeah, had uh, braids. Monkey looked too. like Jonathan Davis. I mean, yeah. they, they kind of looked alike. Um, but then they all stepped out and wanted to be rock stars. And then you had the drummer doing a Calvin Klein ad, and you had all. I was just like, God, you guys are overexposure is a thing, and you and now you are in it. So here's an example of Pearl Jam sort of doing hip hop. I like that. It's rats. I remember this. I love this song. Which album is this on? Versus. Versus, that's right. I remember people didn't like Versus. Because it wasn't ten. You know, oh, the goddamn versus. There was so a couple a couple of people like I remember loving this fucking song. There's the guns when they moan and scream. Get the dirt off the larger one's feet. Yeah, that's kind of kind of a hip hop beat. They did a it song is. with Cypress Hill on um, Judgment Night. Judgment Night, Night, yeah. That was I love that. It was a fusion of all rock and rap bands. You had uh, De La Soul do some one with Teenage uh, Fan Club, which was a great fucking song. Fallen. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, I'll punch it up real quick. This has now become a fun appointment. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing, though. Here, I've already got it. Okay. Uh, which one would you want to hear? Fallen by uh, Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul, which I'm, I was a big De La Soul fan, too. Living Color and MDMC. Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill together. Yes. Uh, Mud Honey and Sir Mix a lot. That's somebody awesome. in the Booyah Tribe. I can't remember who the one did with somebody with the, with the Booyah Tribe. You ever seen the Booyah Tribe? No. They're fucking Samoan, Samoans. They are enormous fucking men. Biohazard and Onyx. Hey, yo, yeah, they did Slam. That, ter- that was a huge hit. Yeah. I own a pocket full of fame. But look what you're doing down. Well, I know. Well, I know. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is. De La Soul is one of those groups that. Can't believe I used they had a couple of big hits in the 80s, but they never quite crested. You know what I mean? It's like they were right there. And then they just. You know, they people who liked hip hop liked them, but they never became like mainstream stars, you know. Um, like Tribe. Tribe never became mainstream stars. Not huge. No, they. Uh, you, you know, you had hip hop groups that. Became massive But you know they, they just weren't one of Like Well not groups More like individuals Big E, Tupac You know that stuff Transcended uh, Then you had Cypress Hill You had Man There's so much hip hop mm. Anything else you want to talk about? I think that's a bonus it. episode An hour and a half Not bad Not too shabby No um, 
on the main episode this week, we, we will be talking about the Wolf of West Virginia. He's the guy that bought the Boulevard Tavern and uh, turned it into a douchebag bar. You got to show me that fucking ad. I got to see that. They shit. took them all down. Hopefully, Elena oh, found, really? has them saved. I think he. I think he took. He might have put them back up by now. But we'll get into it. The Wolf of West Virginia. Yeah, is that what he's calling himself? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm torn between thinking it's real and thinking it's a bit. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I thought at first it was a bit, and then like he's been doing this for years and nobody's cared. And finally, he took away something that. He bought something that everybody loved, the Boulevard Tavern. That's where we went and saw um, Jerks. Yeah. They're at the beginning of winter last year before COVID. Nice little uh, balcony bar. Arcade upstairs. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. He's completely turned it into something something else. So that kind of sucks. I played open mic night there one time. It was absolutely packed. Every now and then I'll I'll do something like that. I'll go and I'll show these motherfuckers what's up, and then I'll disappear for five years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sort of like with the the Grove. I went and I uh, played there, and now it's gone. He's building it back. He's building it back. Uh, he's going to build it bigger. He's he's got he's got all that land, and he's going to make it bigger than it was. And I can't wait. I really think this is going to be one of those watershed moments where when it builds it back, sometimes you have to re- remind people of how great something is in its absence. Yeah. And then when it opens back up, I guarantee he's he's going to get twice as many people come in there. And Chelsea knows him and says that he's a huge punk fan. I'm going to go talk to him because he's very approachable, too. He's a nice guy. I'm going to talk to him and ask him if we can maybe get uh, the lippies here or maybe bad cop, bad cop. or whatever. I mean, they're not huge yet. You know what I mean? If they're on tour and they're coming through here, like uh, you didn't go with us, me and John and maybe Aaron. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe Elena went and saw this Japanese weird prog metal band, Red Audio Open for him. They were just Chelsea on tour coming. About that. They were yeah. just on tour coming through, and and uh, they decided to book a, a one off gig just to get to the next. I bet the, you they were awesome. Oh, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. People loved it too, didn't? Yeah. They? And plus, Red Audio opened for them. They're yeah. my buddies. They get to do this cool thing. It was absolutely packed. Everybody shoulder to shoulder. It was really fucking cool. I love that kind of shit, man. Anyway, well, episode three hundred one, the Thanksgiving special is in the books. <laughs> what should I go out on? What do you think? Um, I don't know. Should we uh, rock them out or maybe lull them to sleep? I always rock them out. Rock them out? Hmm. Let me look through my libra- library. God, they took away so much of my punk that I can't listen to now until I get unlimited again. Don't you have the login for Spotify? Yes, I do. Yeah, you can get all of it there for free, baby. What do you think about Creedence Clearwater Revival? Love them. Let's see what we got here. You know what? We're going to end it on this. Thanks for listening, you bunch of queens. Is this a Vietnam movie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a helicopter landing in a field. There's a guy eating eating an apple with a knife. There's a guy smoking a joint and in an unconcerned manner. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Love you. Awesome.